1: Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Part of the
2: reason I'm very excited for actual spring training baseball on Saturday is because I feel like every topic with the Astros has been about the fitness of the players. (laughs) Jose Abreu and his Pilates and admittedly I'm kind of fabricating Christian Javier's fitness as a topic because I think he was out of shape last year and he looks in better shape this year. Um, Alex Bregman, this has been a topic with him for a while just because he was so injury-prone a few years ago and then started to want to put on more weight. Alex Bregman met with the media earlier this week. I just flat-out don't believe this. I I look at Alex Bregman. We saw him plenty of times during the offseason. We see him in pictures all the time around town. We see him at spring training now. Here's Alex Bregman on the shape that he's in, and he mentions a specific number as to how many pounds he's put on.
3: Some years I'll put on maybe 15 or 10, but... Our job now is to. I'm at right around like 204, 207. It fluctuates, but I'm trying to keep it as close to that for for the full season as possible. And um, last year, I, I maintained really well. I was I, I ended the year at like 196 or seven, and then the two weeks you take off during the off season, you lose a little, little bit of weight just because you're just not in it and and kind of relaxing a little bit. But as soon as we started training, boom, it got back on, and I feel. Feel faster, stronger, and and um, obviously gain weight with that. You don't want wait, to gain weight second. and be slower and and kind of stuck in the mud. You want to be ready to roll. Okay, wait. He was so he said he weighed between two hundred four and two hundred seven. Yeah, he said at some point he's put on twenty three pounds, twenty seven pounds, twenty seven pounds is what he said. Okay, twenty seven pounds. Okay, so that's uh, so he said he. Okay. I don't know. He—that's what he weighed in 2018, 2019. He weighed to us It's not like he's reached uncharted territory here or anything. But then he said he was down to 196 at, at the end of the season or in the like during so that the was season, towards the end during of the, the season. season. Yeah, so that's 11 pounds lighter than where he is right now. Yeah. So he's claim He said he lost a little bit of weight in the off season. So he would have lost. Um, 16 more pounds after that, and then gained it. I, I don't know where the 27 comes from.
2: Uh, Breg- Bregman, but the, and he had numbers last year that talked about the weight he puts on. I'm like, okay, where is he putting this weight? Because he looks exactly the same. And I, I know it's a baseball well, uniform, and it's baggy just, and whatnot. But yeah. like, I feel like I feel like his flex is to come up with these fabricated big numbers about how much weight he's put on in the offseason.
3: And meanwhile, he, I look at he him, it looks the yeah. same. Well, no, he's only... He would be eleven pounds. He's weighed this weight before, and he's yeah. played at it. He would be eleven pounds heavier than where he says he finished last season. Yeah. Um. I don't know where the twenty-seven comes from, know. other than he's just he's making. I think he's going to progressively, uh, like next year, he's going to come in. And he's going to say, "Yeah, I came in thirty-seven pounds heavier." Yeah. I, I just yeah. He, he
2: so here. My other takeaway is, I would love to have the problem of when the season ends and I'm not working out for my weight to go down he's like you know yeah. the season ends and you know you get off of your workouts a little bit so you know you drop a few more pounds there I'm like you do that sounds amazing
3: <laughs> I, you know you're gonna work on your salsa business nothing yeah. takes off weight like working in right. Tex-Mex right uh, but uh, yeah well I guess not Tex-Mex southwestern cuisine yeah dude he's from Arizona yeah
2: Albuquerque yeah so
3: or New Mexico yeah
2: me. uh this uh, man the maintaining weight thing sounds so tedious like where you yeah. go, like yeah, I was down to one ninety six, one ninety seven, and then I get a two hundred four, two hundred seven. Like if it's not divisible by five or ten, then it's just too <laughs> much for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Did you have to do that in football? Like, did you have a target weight that you were like you had, you had to be like three like three eighteen or something like that? We well, have or-
3: weight limits. Yeah, they just want you to. Usually, it's a matter of losing weight for most guys. Yeah, there's not that many guys that have to gain weight. Um, you know, it's a, it's the exception when you have to be a lineman who's supposed to be trying to gain weight. You yeah. Usually, just have to I have a weight limit.
2: I just I just don't buy it when Alex Bregman says.
3: But, well, when you're weighing when you're weighing in, like you know, you know, weigh in a couple times a day, it's pretty easy to get a track on where you are. You weigh so, in a like, couple
2: times a day. Well, yeah, I
3: mean, if I mean, there's scales and like you're you're around you're hanging around a workout facility all day yeah. long. You don't have to, but, I mean, if he's concerned about his weight or whatever, you know, like, when he comes in in the morning, he's going to oh. check his weight. So he's going to track it, and you log it, and it's all logged I thought you meant you
2: had to when you were a player. You had to get on a no, scale. No, no, no,
3: no. Like, well, I mean, you do. Yeah. I mean, there's scales everywhere, and yeah. there's just, like, yeah. So it's just not that big a deal. Okay. Um, like, if you imagine if there was a scale. Like, Sean, there's literally a scale. Like, you walk past the scale 20 times a day. Yeah. So, like, if there was one right outside the studio door. You're probably gonna step on it a couple times. Would I? I don't know. Yeah, you gonna you take a dump. You want to see how much it was, and so you got to do that. (laughs) You got to weigh yourself after a dump. You got to weigh yourself after a big meal. You weigh yourself when you first get in there in the morning. Sometimes you get in the sauna and you want to see how much you lost in the sauna. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That actually would be a pretty good thing to put a scale outside the studio if we as a team here at Six Ten wanted to stay or get into shape in some
3: cases. Oh yeah. As
2: part of it, I like that's honestly like the biggest thing I could tell people who like lose weight and then yeah. you start to get off track a little bit is make sure you step on the scale every day
3: have I have like a, a a do not cross threshold when I you're like someone's got to set off alarms like you don't want to be married to the scale yeah but if you get on it like let's say you've set yours as like Bregman's 207 yes like if, if all of a sudden one day you step on it, it's 2 eight you're like oh all right. Well, I gotta, I gotta dial back in. Yeah, I've lost uh, I've lost my way a little bit.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries, so that you can over There's joy in every journey.
2: Um, I don't know if I said something that is prompting this. Uh, Are you getting attacked online? No, I'm not getting attacked at all. Um, oh. I, I'm, but I'm getting, I, like on my Twitter timeline, I've got two of them. And now we've got one on the text page, which I know the text page is not driven by Siri or an algorithm. It's just people texting in. But for whatever reason, I've got like three Justin Jefferson trade to the Texans interactions in front of me right now.
3: Oh, it must have been proposed by somebody. Maybe.
2: And um, and I got to check trending. Maybe he's trending. Yeah, whatever the case may be. Well, there's at least one Twitter account. I'm looking at this. Okay, Seth, if you don't want to sign Mike Evans, you're definitely not going to want to do these Justin Jefferson trades that are getting fired around right now. I'll read the one to you that's on my Twitter timeline, and then I'll read the one that's on the text page.
3: Yeah,
2: Vikings get the 23rd overall pick, a second-round pick next year, and Tank Dell... No, and the Texans get Justin Jefferson. That is the one of the dumbest trades I've ever seen. Because you're because <laughs> you're trading for the right to pay him thirty million dollars a year.
3: Right, right. This is a trade plus it's it's Laramie Tunsil. You know, like you're trading plus you're paying a guy, which is fine um, if it's something that you feel like is just that big of a keeping. The, te- the this is one thing you have to realize too. The Texans already made their marquee trade, and it was for one Will Anderson. That's right. Like as far as like trading a whole bunch. of... For one dude, and now you get to you get to you get him on a rookie contract. Like and it, it had to work out. If it hadn't worked out, it would have been a horrendous trade. But so far, so good. Um, yeah, I think that uh, like a, a Justin Jefferson trade is a tricky way. It's almost like of paying a premium to also get a free agent. Yeah, you know, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah it is. I, I mean, look, the, trades like this are happening. You know, like and maybe not to this extent that the hypothetical I just read, but AJ Brown to the Eagles that helped them. Devonte Adams to the Raiders. I, he's been good for them, but they haven't been a good football team. Um, Tyreek Hill is probably the biggest one. That a, t- a trade that looks like that, which was the Dolphins trade a bunch of draft picks, get Tyreek Hill, and they pay him a bunch of money, thirty million a year, because the Chiefs didn't want to pay him, and then that's made the Dolphins, at the very least, a really really dangerous offense. I don't know if it's made them a great football team. It has not so far, but it's worked offensively.
3: Is, is there are the Justin Jefferson trades fueled by? Uh a belief that the Vikings definitely would franchise would would trade. Him? I guess if they if they can get a quarterback is what they're hoping. So like I I don't know. I don't know if the I don't see where the Texans necessarily would be even in the the same market.
2: Well, I, I think some of it is fueled by the Vikings being a team that traded Stephon Diggs a few years ago. So they've shown Yeah, cuz
3: up- Stephon Diggs wouldn't shut up about wanting to get traded and now you realize in Buffalo like wow, everybody hates Stephon Diggs in Buffalo too.
2: Right, right. But ju- Do people hate Justin Jefferson. I don't know that they hate Justin Jefferson. I and it's probably a different dynamic. I don't know that the Vikings want to pay him. I think it's yeah. part of what it is. So it's it's that's th- stupid, right? So but agreed. But the the Vikings have shown a willingness to move on from a, a top tier wide receiver before. I think is the point people are making. The one that's on the text page, I think is even dumber than the one I just read. Sorry, texter. <laughs> Texans should be pursuing Justin. Je- I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to call you dumb, texter. It's just a dumb trade offer. You're probably smart. Um, Texans should be pursuing Justin Jefferson. The Vikings have shown willingness to part with top-wide receiver for picks in order to rebuild. I agree with that part so far. And Jefferson said he won't re-sign there without knowing who is going to be the QB. That's what also is fueling it, Seth, is that Justin Jefferson said he's hoping Kirk Cousins comes back. Here's yeah. the offer. Two firsts, a third, and Nico Collins for Justin Jefferson.
3: Oh, God, No. No. Like why are you throwing
2: Nico in there? Like it's no, it's two firsts and a
3: third, and then I gotta think about that. It's not two firsts a third and Nico like plus yeah, look the trade for Stefan Diggs, for instance, was one that like they were at a point where they needed to figure out what the hell do we even have in Josh Allen. You know, like we, okay, we got to, yeah. this guy can throw at a country mile, but doesn't have deep ball accuracy. He would later develop that accuracy, which was a nice bonus, sure but would. they needed to get somebody that could get wide ass open and have enough of a radius to, for, for one of those scud missiles to land back that, that Josh used to throw. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, no, I, I'm not in the market for a Justin Jefferson. trade. I'm whatsoever. not in
2: the market for a trade of draft capital for the right to pay a guy.
3: Um, not a wide receiver, not with what yeah, you have at the Texans yeah. young, with young wide receivers right now. Even with Obviously, Nico's going to have to either get paid or not paid within a year. Okay, but
2: i, I got to find out what the hell's going on with John Lopez here. John Lopez just walked into the studio, yeah. and he's got his headphones ready to be put on his head here. They're ready. And he's listening to what you and I are talking about. And he starts doing this thing where he's strutting like he's ready to walk into some late 70s disco and just attack the room. No, nah, man. Nah, full, look, full disclosure. Yeah. I got to
1: find out who who did this song. Uh, Landry's playing a beat in the other studio. Oh, is that what you're doing? Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, I, was, uh, I
2: thought for sure you were going to take the side of people who are looking to trade for Justin Jefferson. No, 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 no. I was getting jiggy. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> you were. <laughs>
2: you were indeed. Can um, you still get jiggy? I, I, you and I can, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, No, we were just going through. For whatever reason, I was just telling Seth like the text page and like at least two tweets that just popped up on my timeline. Kind of like when I mentioned like a hoodie, and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden I've got three hoodie ads on my Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. I must have said the words Justin Jefferson, or at least somebody did. And there's all these Justin Jefferson trades for the Texans on my timeline right now.
1: Justin. Jefferson, yeah, you're gonna, you're about to I'm get hit. into you're my, about phone. to get hit by fanatics for jerseys for Justin <laughs>
2: exactly, Jefferson exactly. on your Instagram. Yeah, uh, I know you're of the aggressive mindset offensively in free agency with the Texans. But yes. even you, I would say, would not be of mind to ship out valuable draft capital for the right to pay a market. No, you don't accuracy. have to. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, you don't have to. That, 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 those days are gone, and and and. It's funny because uh I was actually looking at some stuff before the show today, you know, I occasionally do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Good job by you. And uh you know, when you when you start to realize that of the five teams that have more cap space than the Texans, two are in your own division. Yeah. It it kind of almost makes you think who are they, Colts and Titans? Colts and Titans. Okay, I knew the Colts did. Uh, it it kind of makes you think, you know, defense is the best offense and it also helps your team and all that stuff. I mean, I'm I'm all in on, uh, on spending other people's money. Yeah, yeah. no, you are. That's yeah. very
2: clear. I'm not worried about the Titans. The Colts having that amount of cap space, I, could, I guess, semi-concerns me. I, I don't know what the hell Anthony Richardson is at this point. Right. That's the thing for me is I just don't know what they have at quarterback. Like, the Titans – Titans can have a hundred million in cap space for all I care. Like until they find a quarterback, they're sunk. Correct. Yeah. No,
1: no, I I agree with you, but they can they can certainly sign free agents. They can. And, yeah. and and the other thing about the Colts is, you know, this is what is frustrating to me. just the whole mindset collectively, and I know I'm generalizing, but the, the whole mindset collectively of a lot of people is, well, you can't spend that much money. Well, the Colts could sign Pittman. They could sign. Uh, who's the other one? They have Moss. hmm. And still go out and get a free agent. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so it's not like the, the mindset is what bugs me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want aggressiveness. Not willy nilly. hmm. You know, not free spending. hmm. But spending. Yeah. You can now.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. but hmm. Um, but I would get excited if the Mike Evans tweet popped up. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, text message we're getting a lot of astro texts jeremy pena what about his swing change we need bagwell to be our hitting coach i think even bagwell would say i don't (laughs) he's not a hitting coach yeah (laughs) Yeah. did you see his stance
3: (laughs) he is not a hitting coach have you considered squatting (laughs) like you're afraid of pooping on your ankles here's what you uh, need to do jeremy
1: spread your legs as wide as you can right and squat down he does
3: there are now people have like, uh, like like a lot of Astros have credited um, Bagwell for just like little tips that he's given him and everything. And he does spot a lot of things as a um, you know as a guy that knows what he's educated talking about baseball more guy. so the approach educated yeah. baseball it's, guy. Yeah, yep. it's not like no. he actually wanted. It's not like he wanted that stance. It was just something <laughs> that he like he worked his way into out of necessity. Um, I the, yeah, the biggest thing about Bagwell is like if he wanted to be the hitting coach, he could be. You know, yeah. I, I feel like Bagwell could pretty much have any. Dude. I get the sense that Bagwell could tell Jim Crane, this is exactly what I want to do. And Jim Crane would be like, okay, cool. How would he be yeah. the
2: hitting coach? That would be a demotion from what he is right <laughs> now. Nobody goes from general manager to hitting coach. <laughs> That's true. Come on now. All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. This is Crosstalk brought to you by D&M Leasing. You're listening to KLT, KLT HD2 an Odyssey Station. Uh, Seth, uh, antibodies to you. I'll see you tomorrow at 6am. My
4: friend, this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.